and welcome to Weddings Unveiled, the podcast for your wedding planning process. I'm your host, Leah Longbreak. We know how exciting and stressful playing the big day can be, and we're here to help, providing you with information and advice from industry insiders and those with firsthand experience. On today's episode, we'll get fashionable advice on groom and groomsman style with Hollywood fashion stylist and host of The Cat's Walk, Joseph Katz. Joe, I am so excited to have you on Weddings Unveiled today. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I've seen so much about it. I saw your beautiful picture of you in a veil with your wine glass. Looks beautiful. Yes. Sometimes I just dress up like that and drink wine around the house. Why not? I do (laughs) too. I put my veil on. (laughs) I mean, we all should, right? Why not? Yes, on a good Friday night. Yes, the tiara, (laughs) glass of wine. You're good to go. Yes. We're encouraging this. So, Joe, for those that are maybe not familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Leah, I am a fashion stylist. I'm based in Los Angeles, and I worked for a number of years and still do in Beverly Hills and style people from all over the world. So I worked with clients really from all over, from the Middle East to the to London to Paris, everywhere, coming from around the world. And they would come into Beverly Hills and I would take them shopping on these luxury excursions. So we'd go in a, in a Rolls Royce and we'd go up and down Rodeo Drive, kind of that pretty woman experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we would do things like that. And I did everything from, you know, women's fashion, dressing women to men's suiting to we did weddings. I had people come in for special wedding dresses from, you know, if they didn't have something specific, usually people would come in to New York or LA if they're looking for like a wedding dress or something like that because the selections are so huge here and in New York. That really has been a lot of what I've done. And then I've contributed to a ton of different TV shows throughout my career from CNN to Wall Street Journal to all different shows, Good Morning America, and talking all about, you know, different trends and style trends and fashion to just really kind of how to save money too. So if you, I always say to people, if you see me on TV, I'm usually trying to save you money. Yeah. And if you come to Beverly Hills, I'm usually spending all your money. (laughs) So either way. Best of both worlds. That's right. So whatever you want, I can, uh, I can make it happen if you want to save or you want to spend. And since we're talking groom style, you also have had your own line, and I think you still continue to, of bow ties. I do, yeah. So if you go to josephcats.com, that's where we're putting up more really bespoke kind of, there's only about maybe very small selection number of ties because I, I didn't want it to be mass produced. I mean, you can go right now, which is is totally great. I mean, you can go on Amazon, you can go on many of these sites and get ties for $19.99 or $29.99. And sometimes those are great. Uh, They're pre-tied. But mine are a little bit more for that guy that really loves style. He wants something unique. He wants something that maybe nobody else will have. And he wants a bigger, bolder statement bow tie. Yeah. Yeah, they're chic. They're beautiful bow ties. Thank you. So they're all Italian fabrics. We bring the fabrics into the U.S. and then we hand make them in the U.S. So they're all handmade one by one. Oh, that's wonderful. Definitely unique style. And then, of course, you have your podcast. I want to plug that before we get going with Groom Style. The Cat's Walk, of course. That's right. Talk about style and celebrity. 
I'm so happy to partner with Evergreen because it's really a great way to get the message out. So many times people see things in People Magazine or Entertainment Tonight, and we just see maybe a glimpse of that celebrity style, or we see them on a TV show, but it's like, what's really behind? Like, I feel like, you know, you read an article about somebody, but do you really get all the truth about maybe I I like to learn, you know, you see a show that you love and then you want to learn really what is that person that's portraying that character? And then what is their style and what do they really love? How did they grow up? And just, you know, things that we just want to know as people, you know, like, so that's really what my podcast is about, is about really learning about that celebrity style or that influencer style and how to kind of get tips and tricks on how they use things to look their best. Little beauty secrets, diet secrets, apple cider vinegar. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We learned from one of our uh, our influencers, yes, about... what she does to uh, to stay trim and thin before her photo shoot. Things like that, I think, are really just, you know, truthful and honest and uncensored. And I encourage everyone to go to evergreenpodcast.com and check it out, subscribe, and uh, follow Joe. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, groom style. Yes. Where should we even start? Do you need to have the wedding dress picked out first, the location? Is there a time frame? Like, where do you really begin with this? It will depend on where you're going to have it. So if it is going to be like an outdoor wedding, it's going to be a beach wedding, whatever the setting is going to be is going to be dependent on what they're going to wear. You know, so typically if it is going to be more of a, a little bit more of a casual daytime experience and in, in wedding, then the guys typically lean towards the suits and things like that. They lean towards that kind of look. I mean, there's so many different trends that are going on now, but I say more of that, that more slightly more relaxed look. It does mirror what the bride is wearing as well. You know, if she's wearing something a little more boho, a little bit more crochet or something like that, then the guy is going to... He's gonna. He's not gonna be in a tux, and you know right. he's gonna kind of mirror that and complement it, really. And I say for like evening weddings, it's it's gonna be in a beautiful, you know, gorgeous hotel, or it's gonna be in an evening wedding in a church. Then you're gonna step up the game. We're gonna do something a little bit more like tux. We're gonna. She might wear something a little bit more sparkly and detailed and that type of thing. So it really does depend starting with where you're going to start and where it's going to be to what the outfits are going to look like, the dresses and the suits. So really, really probably find the dress first. Unless you want to yeah. go groomsman for grooms wear first, then the bride needs to mirror him. So like whoever's being, but really it's, it's, it's all usually about the dress. The, <laughs> yeah, the dress is always such a, it's such a hard thing sometimes because the men, I, I always hate to say it, but it's, it feels like men are just so much easier sometimes when it comes to pulling stuff, even just in their everyday life. But usually finding that dress that the woman loves and that it fits right and that she's just in love with, then kind of working around that. I mean, you can really do it anyway, but typically that has been the standard. And the reason why is because it takes longer to find yeah. something that, because there's so many different styles. I mean, for men, we'll get into into it, but I mean, there's only a handful of styles that, you know, you choose from. And for the women, there's a gajillion styles that you can choose from. 
That's absolutely true. But for like our LGBTQIA listeners, if it's two men. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Who should decide on the suit? So like, is there a preference? Like, should they match identical? Should it be slightly different? And should they have their location picked out first? That way they can kind of choose a suit off of that. Or should their location kind of go based off of the look of the suits that they want to do? I would say off the location because same with a straight couple, like if they're going to be on the beach or they're going to be in a, a church or they're going to be more of a casual place, then it's going to be a little bit more of a casual look. But there's some beautiful pictures that I've seen online of two men with like these beautiful jewel tone suits, very fitted, yes. very elegant. So there's a Chic. lot of really cool options. Yeah. And so they can play off the colors that way too. Like right, right. similar tones and ties, but slightly different to distinct, make each person distinctly themselves. I saw a beautiful picture of two guys with matching, you know, but it doesn't have to be matching. I mean, with that, you know, you can kind of make it your own. One can wear a similar color palettes. So if you're doing a blue, one could wear a darker blue, one could wear a slightly mm-hmm. lighter blue. You know, you can play with colors a little bit. And with that, should the groom and the groomsmen, the bridal party, should they all be in the exact same color and look or should they... Very, because I know in trends and bridesmaids, you know, the different color dresses or different styles is is still very trendy. It's almost become the norm instead of a trend. Mm-hmm. But how about in groomsmen's fashion? So with groomsmen, I like to see them in a similar color palette that complements the groom. So let's say, for example, the groomsmen are all in black. The groom, because it's his day, he's the star, he might do a beautiful navy Tucks or something like that, I think, which would be really beautiful. Or if we want to keep it all in the same color palette, they could all wear, you know, black tuxes, for example, and the groom could wear the black tux, but he would have a different bow tie and cummerbund or different vest. It just differentiates in that way. So you can kind of play with a little bit, but I like, I don't like it to see like all the groomsmen in in maroon and then the groom in like black or I don't, it just feels almost jarring. Jarring, right. The colors are so different, right. So I like to see a difference where it complements what the groom is wearing. You had mentioned that there are a few different kinds of tux and suits, not just there's a tux and there's a suit. Break down for us, what are the different options that we have in menswear? For men, there are multiple different kinds of suits. So men are probably very used to wearing like a notch lapel. Are you familiar with like the notch? So the notch lapel is like your traditional lapel. It's got a little notch in it. That's why they call it. So it almost looks like a buttonhole, but that's where the notch is. And so they call that the notch lapel. Now you can do a wider notch lapel or you can do a slightly thinner notch lapel jacket. And then there's, of course, the double-breasted jacket. The main one that I like, I wrote down one of them that I really wanted to mention, which is the peak lapel. I love the peak lapel. So that's like a a wider lapel. And you'll see that sometimes in double-breasted suits, but then they also do it in traditional suits. So those are going to be the variant you know, various ones. And you can get that also in the um, tuxedo formats as well. So those are going to be the different kind of ways of suiting that you'll be able to choose options from. And how important is it? Because I know some guys can look kind of sloppy. I'm just going to be honest. How important do you think it is for tailoring? Tailoring is very, very important. And also one of the things that men have to keep in mind is about... You know, not every guy, just like women, not every guy is built the same. So if you're tall and thin, if you're tall and stocky, 
or if you're short and stocky or just shorter and slim, there's all different body types. So you've got to be able to dress for your body type. So that tall and slim guy is going to be able to wear a double-breasted jacket and it's going to make him look elongated and elegant. It folds over, you know, so it accents. But if you're going to be tall, if you're tall and more stocky, you don't want to wear a double-breasted because that's going to accent kind of the middle part. Right. You want to wear something that's more of like a two-button or a three-button jacket, which kind of creates a more slim, sleek look. So there's various different ways to be able to choose it. But in regards to tailoring, it's very, very important. That's why I always say to guys, pick it out at least three to four months. I know that might seem long to some people, but I like to have more time than less time. And it's so much more comfortable to not worry and just go, I've got everything, I'm set. And some other tips that you want to know when you're picking out the suit is make sure that there's only a quarter inch of the the end of the shirt and the you know that comes out of the jacket. And why so, is that? Just because that's just the way that so when the when the jacket is on, your blazer is on or your tuxedo jacket is on, it's always kind of customary that a quarter to a half inch of the the shirt sleeve comes out because you don't want it um, to be too short in the shirt sleeve, but it gives a very clean, sleek look basically. And then for the jackets, you want to make sure that the jacket covers the butt. And that the uh, little pleats on the back, the vents don't pull. So, Mm. you know, sometimes if it's too tight, you're going to see a vent pull. So make sure, and this is all things when you go pick up your tux or if you rent it or you buy it, they're going to go through this with you. But just make sure that that's not pulling. Make sure that the, the collar isn't pulling and it feels comfortable. And the shirt should also not be too tight. Or have a huge gap in the back. Oh yeah, you, know, you don't want the loose. gap. Yes. Yeah. Even if you have a, a regular tie on, it's not going to tighten it. It's just going to keep it right. looking bunchy. Right, right, <laughs> right. So it's just really about making sure that everything fits appropriately. You know, so yeah. that that it's not too tight or it's not too loose, because then that makes everything just look sloppy, basically. And you already mentioned it, but just to reiterate, how soon should the men be getting fitted? And, and ordering their, whether they're renting or buying, their suits. I always say, I like to give more time. So once the bride has picked out the dress, I like to at least give like four months. It's probably a little long, but I like a little more time. They, you can typically do two to three months probably, but I mean, people can turn around rentals, you know, so quick. But then if you do do a rental, you want to make sure if you get that, what kind of shape is it? How many times has it been used? Does it look kind of shiny or not elegant? So that's why I always like more time. So you go, mm-hmm. eh, I want to get a different one. And two, if you're like a spring wedding, for example, you're going to be, if you're renting, you're going to be competing also not only with a popular wedding time period for rentals, but proms also. Right, right. So you want to make sure that you have enough time. So if you get in four months ahead of time, you have no, I mean, you're ahead of the game, Every you know, but three months is probably fine. Once the bride has determined the dress she's going to get, then you can kind of, I would start the process, even though we all kind of are like, oh, I just want to delay. <laughs> I have time. I have so much time. I've got six months. I've got seven months. But just do it, it get it up. done. It does. And then time flies. And then before you know it, it's like you don't want to be in a mad rush. Right. 
What do you think are the pros and cons of renting versus buying? I always say to people, a lot of times people will say, when I was styling, uh, you know, when I style people again now about, are you going to be going to other black tie events? And if you are, it makes sense to invest in purchasing. Back in the day, I feel like 10 years ago, before we had some of these kind of fast tailor companies that are online, it used to be expensive. It'd be like $1,500 or $1,200 investment in, in buying a tux and then going, will I ever use it again? Right. But now there's companies like, I don't know if you've heard of these companies called Indochino or Suit Supply or blacklabel.com. So Indochino is a company that you just take your measurements, you mail it in, and you can get a suit for like $400. Wow. They're very cool. They're all custom. So you're not going to go wrong. And it used to be we never had that. So it was either rent or spend a lot of money on a very expensive tux that you may not ever use again. So I always say to answer your question, if you think you're going to be using it for other things, you're going to go to events or you're you work for a big company and there's a lot of black ties or maybe even once a year or twice a year you're going to use it, then it's worth it to invest a little money and have it. If you really know like this is not your thing, you're not going to be using this again, <laughs> then I go towards the rental and getting a nice rental. But I would say to your audience is definitely look at those fast custom-made suit companies because they're, they're reasonable and not, I mean, you spend maybe a couple hundred more if you can, but if you can't, then opt for the rental. But if you can spend like four, four fifty, then you get one that you'd have forever and you get to keep it. That's great. So the time frame in ordering, would you say it's about the same as well if, say, you're wearing maybe in addition to the suit or separate uh, cultural piece? Like, for example, my husband's Irish. They wore kilts. Many Irish and Scottish weddings, the, do the gentlemen do that? Indian weddings, Asian culture, you know, there's different things that they they wear to honor their tradition. Would it be the same time frame to make and order that piece? Or do you think it's just kind of based off of that specific cultural attire? Thinking about it and ordering it, yeah. yeah. Especially with those cultural pieces, it might even take longer. Right. You know, so I would even add in, I just always think planning ahead like that is always so important just because... For me, I just hate the pressure of like, it's got to be done now and we have 24 hours, you know? <laughs> right. I like the the ability to go, I have some time, this isn't available or this fabric because you don't know about fabrics if they're available. Maybe, I mean, like, for example, we would run into issues in um, like Italy will shut down for the summer. They'll shut down for like a month and a half oh, or something. Yes. So it's like, now we just ran into that. We needed to get something before that. So there are different things depending on where your fabrics are coming from. Mm -hmm. I always err on the side of doing more time, giving yourself much more time, and especially with the cultural pieces or specialty pieces. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's becoming more and more common to have someone of the opposite gender as part of the opposite bridal party. So we're seeing yeah. more men on the girl side and girls on the yeah. guy side. How can we incorporate if there's a female standing up on the groom's side? How can she tie in with the groomsmen? So for her, you know, let's say the, the groomsmen are all wearing black tuxes or they're all wearing navy blue tuxes or something like that, or even gray suits. You don't want her, if, she, if it's all black, let's say, for example, all black tuxes, for her to be in a maroon dress 
or a yellow dress. It would just be, <laughs> it just, anything is possible. You can do whatever you want. If you want it to look elegant and uniform, you know, if they're all, let's say, in gray tuxes, for her to be in a beautiful shade of gray, it doesn't have to be the exact same shade that they're in, but of a, a version of that color, I think that would be beautiful. And, and it would be something, she probably wouldn't want to be in something like a big poofy, you know, gray dress because then that would be like, now she's the star of the, right. of the Take groomsmen. Away from the, no one takes away from the bride either. Right. <laughs> so you'd want her to be in something just elegant. It could be something form-fitting. It could be something that's a little bit more, not as form-fitting depending on her body type. I'm a real advocate to really dressing for the body type. So women have all different types of bodies men have all different types of bodies so it really depends on what they wear but color palette wise to fall in to that same color palette that the guys are wearing so you don't have to wear a suit unless it's what you want to do no she doesn't have to wear a suit no uh-uh because i think it as long as she kind of follows within that color palette i feel like that's the most that's the most important truly so let's talk accessorizing yeah. I mean, obviously bow ties, but like what are the different ways that grooms can uh, snazz up their, yeah, snazz yeah. up their look? So, I mean, some of the different things are like obviously the boutonnieres will have something. We'll do something with maybe the cufflinks, which are subtle, but the cummerbunds could be very interesting to accessorize the vests are, you know, definitely you can, that's an accessory to an extent. You can add a little bit of, I don't, I'm not a real advocate of like crazy socks, you know, but <laughs> I think like a little polka dot sock or something like that, a very nice little subtle touch could be really cool because if the guys are wearing, you know, similar shoes, the sock has a little bit of a unique flair to it. But those little touches, you know, that cummerbund, the vest, maybe the cufflinks, um, the bow tie, right? You know, so it could be a big, it could be a slightly bigger bow tie. It could be a slightly smaller. It could be more of a a very straight bow tie across. It could be an oversized wing bow tie. There's so many different kind of ways to play around with it. I would say those are probably going to be the keys to little bits of touches that are a little bit different. What are some trends that we're seeing in suits going into 2021? We're seeing that um, that peak lapel, that wide lapel is kind of, is trending. Typically it was much more on the double-breasted suit, but we're seeing that with some of the designers. Tom Ford is putting it on like traditional jackets, just regular straight jackets, not double-breasted. And then we're seeing color trends. So we're seeing like, Coming into 2021 for spring, we're seeing like almost like this linen, light linen color. We're seeing like a turquoise, turquoisey blue color coming. Jewel tones are happening. Colors happening a little bit more for guys. So you don't always have to go with that traditional black tux if you don't want. Or also a textured jacket. I don't know if you've seen Tom like the Ford. Velvet? It's like a, it's a velvet or he'll do like a paisley. It's like a very rich paisley. It could be a black background with like a blue, almost rich paisley and then a black lapel. So it kind of, so if you want to really, if the groom wants to zhuzh it up and have something (laughs) a little bit more, we're seeing that textured jacket that just is, is different for more of that guy that wants something non-traditional, but very stylish. Very cool. 
Is there anything else that we haven't mentioned that you think that we should know for grooms and groomsmen style? Hmm, let me see. Just, I think what we talked about, I think making sure the sizes are correct. Also, I I wrote down some things that I always tell guys to make sure that the shoulders are close to the body. They're not constricting. Mm. You know, that's very important. Sleeves, like I said, should be long enough for about a quarter of an inch to show through the jacket length so that always keep that in mind and that you can always put your so when you've got your jacket on for the guys make sure that at the base of your thumbs that's where the jacket should fall the bottom of the jacket should fall at the base of your thumbs so if it's shorter than the base of your thumbs it's too short and if it's longer than the base of your thumbs it's too long Get to your tailor. (laughs) Yeah, go to your tailor. Yeah, but these are things that when you, whether you rent or you purchase or whatever, these are things that they're going to be able to measure you appropriately. But it's always good to have in the back of your mind because when they're doing it, you can be like in the back of your mind think, hmm, is this going to hit where my thumbs fall? And if it does, then you, you know you're on the right track. I just say always wear something that you feel comfortable in because when I style people, if I put them in a, a textured jacket and they're a very traditional person, they're not going to feel comfortable and they're not going right. to feel comfortable in it. Same with women, you know. And so you don't want to wear something just because it maybe it's trending or it's, you know, whatever it is. It's You want to be make sure that you feel good in it because when you feel good in it, you'll show up and you'll feel confident. It gives you confidence. So I almost forgot this, and I can't believe it, because one of my favorite things in the entire world is shoes. I love shoes. Is there any key things that we should know about picking out your shoes for your suit? That's a good, I mean, traditionally, I mean, there are so, I love like a very kind of modern, sleek black shoe. I mean, one of my favorites is like the Prada, like they have a beautiful lace up. Now, a lot of even the rental companies have shoes that follow the trends, you know, but again, don't do anything kind of dated where it was like that square toe, like all, you know, (laughs) like make sure you stay away from that. Try to follow more of a modern contemporary look. If you go with the traditional black shoe that's a patent leather, it doesn't always have to be your traditional patent leather, you know, when you're, if you're wearing a tux. Of course, if you're wearing the suit, I wouldn't do obviously the patent leather. That's much more for the dressy, but do a very beautiful polished shoe. I love a lace-up, but you can do a, you know, a slip-on shoe is great. That is going to be personal taste too and how it coordinates with the suit or the tux that you're wearing. That's why sometimes it always helps get the bride's input a little bit too because what's what she you know, thinks looks good on you is always important. If you have a stylist, the hey, that's even better because then we'll do it for you. I love shoes too. So there's so many amazing brands. It's great now because, I mean, you could go to the very high end, which is the Christian Louboutin shoes, mm-hmm. you know, for men that they have and to, you know, the more affordable ranges that people make so many great knockoffs of some of those yeah. shoes that are affordable, like 80 bucks, 100 bucks, you know, something like that. So and it's something you could rewear again. Yeah, totally. And it's okay if you want to wear your chucks or your cowboy boots. Yeah, if it's if it goes with the theme, right? You know, yeah. I mean, if it goes with the theme of what the wedding is, I'm talking more, I guess, you know, more of those traditional the kind classics. of yeah, the classics. But absolutely, I love classic if it's, look. yeah, if it's a theme, you know, for sure. If it's you know, if it's got that 
boot vibe to it, you can definitely wear that. There's a lot of very cool theme kind of wedding styles that I think are awesome. So because we're you're obviously a Hollywood stylist. I'm a fellow celebrity nerd. I have to pick <laughs> your brain on two celebrity things before I let you go. Okay. Okay, the first one is, who do you think in Hollywood, could be dead or alive, who do you think rocks a suit the best? Oh, boy. Gosh, I'm trying to think now. His name is Ram, um, uh, oh, Rami, uh, is it Rami? Rami Malek? Yeah, From Rami Mr. Robot? Yes. When I saw him on the carpet a couple times, he just, I don't know, he's not super tall, but he just, he, I don't know, there were some of his suits, he just looked so beautiful on the carpet for the Oscars, and I loved his particular style. He's a little bit more kind of edge, you know, but Well, not he did play crazy. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, which is super edgy, yeah, but I loved some of the tuxes he wore and suits he's worn on the carpet. Very cool. Mine's George Clooney. Oh, George Clooney, yeah. To me, he's just royalty. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he is, he is. He is. There's so many now, um, and people are kind of rocking it all different ways. But yeah, no, he's terrific. He's such an icon and classic. Yeah. And then the last one is, what is your all-time favorite celebrity wedding or wedding dress? Ooh, celebrity wedding or wedding dress. I'm trying to think. I, you know, I have to look at more things. I'm, you know, I'm going to have to think about that. Well, you're going to come um, back so we can revisit yeah, this. We'll revisit that. I'll have to think about it because there's so many, there's so many different ones that I'm trying to remember who I saw who had some amazing, I mean, there's so many different, some are just so elaborate and so amazing. And then some are very sleek, like that very mermaid kind of vibe, which yeah. I think is gorgeous as well. Who's your favorite? All time is yeah. Cindy Crawford to Randy Gerber. Oh, really? She wore that little off the rack. I think it was Armani. I'll have to go back and look. Oh. Um, just little white slip dress, natural, really? like beachy wavy hair and makeup, barefoot. He had the, like the white, Button-up linen shirt and black pants. They got married on the beach. Very wow. simple. That's what I thought I was going to have, but I ended up with a high-low at a brewery. So. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you yeah, didn't I, have... love, I love that wedding. Yeah. Oh, you like casual, like that, a little bit more beachy. I mean, I love a lot, a lot of elaborate weddings as well. You know, a recent guest, she brought up Carolyn Bissett Kennedy to JFK oh, Jr. Yeah. and talk about a modern classic in that Narcissa right. Rodriguez. I also love Brooke Shields' wedding to Andre Agassi. Oh, That was also yeah. very 90s, and I noticed that that cut of her dress is coming back in style, the square cut. Right, I right, right. I think hers was Carolina Herrera. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, there's so many now, and now it's it's in the in the designs change, and it's like, do you want to go for more of that real beaded and real detailed, or do you want to just go for more of a just a beautiful cut and not as much of the beading? There's so many different choices. So, yeah, that's the fun that's of awesome. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe, thank you so much for being with us today. How can we get more information about you? So you can go to josephkatz.com and that is where all my info is and my website. You can email me or joseph underscore cats on Instagram. And uh, I'd love to, if you have any questions or need any help, I am around to help. And Joe will be back with us 
soon to discuss guest attire. So whether you are going to be a guest at a wedding this season or if, uh, you know, you just want to know what the guest trends are, if we're going to discuss that and how to decode the different dress codes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of decoding that has to go on and you have to understand what would be the best thing to wear. Well, thanks, Joe, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, Leah. Thanks for listening to Weddings Unveiled. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And make sure you check us out on Facebook. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to executive producers David Moss and Gerardo Orlando, production director Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. Don't forget to enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.